find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, you are now tuned in to the flyest podcast in the universe. We don't apologize. We don't lay down for anyone. AKA, we don't do no soft shit over here. It's always raw, and I want people to get rich so they can see it's not the answer. Yo, what's good? What is poppin'? Episode 46 in that ass. We are close to half a century in episodes. And I got to say this, I hear OGs talk and say that everyone has a podcast. You know what? It's true. And I've seen some sprout up after mine. And I know I'm late to the game. But the thing is this, this is professional podcasting. I was meant to do this. This was something that took me two to three years to cook up. Stir up slow in the pot. And we ain't using no microwave to heat shit up. You feel me? I've been talking shit. Now, I just do it professionally with the help of the Dust Brothers. Shout out to my boy Michael Rapport because his show is what hooked me in. This is Behind the Baller, where you will get to hear parts of my life that don't make it to social media. Why? Because social media is filtered, and there are so many facades on Instagram, all right? We keeps it 110 over here. Um, the Houston Astros... They're cheating motherfuckers. Fuck them. Bitch ass tricks. Cheating fucks. All right. They stole signs from us, from others, but fuck the others. Listen, we played against them in a long ass fucking battle of a World Series. And I hate Justin Verlander. I can't stand his fucking girlfriend or his wife, whatever it is. Listen, I'm not going to get too deep into specifics or anything. Just, just all I want to say is the 2017 World Series champions are the Los Angeles Dodgers. We won it. They cheated. There should be the first ever retraction of a trophy coming. All right. With that being said, this is going to be an LA episode. I want to talk about my favorite places to eat in Los Angeles, and it's been a long time coming. Let's fucking go. That's that new Lakey Lake, all right? Shout out to my boy Lakey Inspired for the new beats. Um, Speaking of behind the baller music, our family, Illegal Cartel, who did the behind the baller theme song, has a new album out, and it's called Out on Two Bales. I'm about to check it out right after I finish this, so please check it out on Spotify. Track one is produced by one half of the Dust Brothers, my brother, Miles Davis, Yo, actually, you know what, Miles, man? Can you throw me a little snippet of that track? Won't let this 
door No have mercy on my soul My pistol was popping the bullets were flying And bodies was hitting the floor See I didn't witness some shit I ain't innocent Now ain't said shit I'm sticking to the cold Tricking this heavenly water no wishing well He'll sick or sell over the globe Yes we united the souls Ready for spiritual war Deep as the rabbit can go Assimilation is the integration Why we strip the power from the poor Blame when the benefit for all this sentences Preaching no syndicate can't get a genesis Look at these churches they turn into businesses Slaughter they witnesses Truth is so imminent I've been living in the middle of Babylon With a Kevlar and a Teflon Been slept on and they crept on I'ma rise on them like Zion Yeah that's what's up man Shout out to Legal Cartel You know what shout out to Fresno Cause that's my, you know, that's that's where they from. Um, before we get into my favorite spots to eat at in LA, let's talk a little bit about some football. No use in talking about spilled milk. You know, I'm thinking about 2020. You know, the, the 2020 21 season, and we're looking great. All right, I just hope that we can sign Jadavian Clowney. You know, he's talking about. Listen, man, I ain't about all this other free agent shit for any amount of money. I, I'm trying to, you know, run with. The, I want to. I want to get to the Super Bowl. I want to get that ring. I want to run with a contender. But what the fuck is you talking about, bro? We are contenders, legit. Some bad fucking play calling here and there, and I get it. Listen, man, you know, we're two big bad calls away from the NFC Championship. And I guarantee we had a very legit, serious, better than 75% chance of beating San Francisco this weekend in SF to get to the bowl. And there, you know, tell you the truth, against the Titans, I'm not really, I'm cool. You know, but I mean, yeah, their offense is crazy, but at the same time, like, we would figure it out and there's just be, man, we would just run them on. It just, I don't know, dog, it's just crazy, you know, like, when I think of Seattle, I think of, like, on Sundays especially, it's like we're playing Madden with a, with a broken controller, with, like, a controller with low batteries. Like, we got the squad, we got the motherfucking, we got the players, man, you know what I'm saying? We just don't got these plays sometimes. Just a play calling is just, man, we got to dump Schottenheimer. Like he just got to fucking go. I mean, Pete, I love you to death, man, but I don't know, man. Speaking of the Titans, um, I think the Titans got the juice. You know, that's just me. I did pretty good for the NFL playoffs. You know, the only two losses I've had the entire playoffs was us beating the Packers and the Patriots beating the Titans. And then I just felt that way with the Titans. You know, every other game I picked correctly. So, you know, for the conference championships, um, I'm just going to give you my, my opinion, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm rocking with the underdog. Here's my picks for this weekend. You know, I like the Titans, and I like the Packers. But I'll be real, man. You know, the Packers, they lost to some sus teams, but the Niners lost to Atlanta. They lost to some sus shit, you know, close games here and there. Um, I think when it comes to close games, I think Packers are ready. You know, I don't really know. You know, Rodgers is old. Um Garoppolo is trash. They think they're, de- man, fucking 49ers talking about their defense is the best. It's like, come on, bro. It's, it's cool. You know? It wasn't LOB in the heyday. There was never that. And um, I don't know. I think that the Titans are too strong offensively for any defense. They're, they're, they're so-called Niners great defense. They, they just got to, man, they're going to buck them boys over. I just think, I think Henry's just too much for them. Um, but uh, I think they'll line up better against the Packers. Well, I just think it's a better game. But uh, the Niners versus the Titans or the Niners versus the Chiefs will get probably more ratings at this point, even though the Packers have a crazy fan base. I just Right now, the Niners are hot, even though they're, to me, just, just that fucking bandwagon shit. Um, like I said, I'm rocking with the underdogs. I'm about to get deep, deep in my Laker bag. I just, listen, I'm not a multitasker. I was so fucking focused on the Seahawks this season more than ever. And... uh you know, I was creeping around the websites and everything else, and I saw our opponents for the upcoming season. And I know it's a, it's a long ways from now. We're talking, what, um, seven months? Eight, no shit, my bad. Eight months away, right? But listen, this season, upcoming season, is fucking badass. We got the home game opponents. We don't have actual schedule, but our home game opponents are... We got the Cardinals. I'm not really tripping on them, whatever. It's always the end of the year. I told you that they fucking start tripping. The Rams, fuck the Rams. Don't give a fuck about that. You know, they're in our conference. 49ers, you already know. Never going to miss that ever. Um, the Cowboys, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, we got the fucking New York Giants. We got the New York Jets. We're playing the fucking Patriots. Whether they got Brady or not, I just hate the Patriots, period. Um, as long as Belichick, either Belichick or, or Brady, one of the motherfuckers is there. I'm going to that motherfucking game. And we got the Vikings at home, which, you know, should be fucking interesting. 
um, are road games, though. You know, like, I, you know, I got the season tickets, but going to road games is what's fucking dope. You know, going to different cities and shit and checking out these stadiums. Um, our road opponents are the Cardinals, of course, you know, uh, the Rams, the Niners, okay? Uh, but we're playing the Washington Redskins, playing the Atlanta Falcons. We got Philly playing the Eagles. Um, we're going to Buffalo playing the Bills. I'm definitely not going to motherfucking Buffalo. And we're playing the Miami Dolphins. And let me tell you something. I, I love Miami, but I'm not fucking going to no Dolphins game. So... I am gonna do everything I can to make sure. I'm gonna actually listen, man. I'm gonna schedule my schedule around the fucking Hawks schedule. I definitely want to go to that Atlanta Falcons game. Me and my cousin Rex are definitely gonna hit that game up. I'm trying to see that DC game, that that uh, Washington Redskins game in DC. And um, of course, the first game, which which I know is I don't know how I know, but I know the first game of next season in that new six billion dollar. Yes, $6 billion L.A. Ram Stadium is against the Seahawks. So you know I'm going to be there for that. And just because it's so damn close, I've been to damn near almost every, you know, every fucking sports arena. I have never been to Arizona. You know, I've been to Arizona because, you know, rest in peace, Q. Uh, in fact, you know, next week I'll be in San Diego to celebrate my man's uh, passing, his, his memorial of his death. But, uh, you know, Q lived and resided in Arizona for a long time. This is during the heyday of World Star. So I'm going to check out a Cardinals game. I don't know if it's early or if it's late, but I want to check out that Cardinals game in AZ. I got a feeling it might be the, the first time we play him in the season. Um, and But check, you know, it's Arizona, man. It's a fucking hour and 10-minute flight. My fuck that. I'm going to check that out. Um, again, for the home games, I got to check out the Patriots, man. I got to check out the Niners, and I got to check out the Cowboys. Those are three teams. My three most hate, I hate teams I hate in the fucking NFL. In, in fact, almost in sports, period, right? So, you know, check out the Patriots. Check out the Niners home game. Um, if it comes between the Giants and the Cowboys, I might want to fuck with the Giants just because of some different shit. And then, uh, actually, you know what, though? Fuck. Uh, Jordan Winter of uh, the, the Dust Brothers. He's actually a Jets fan. So, I don't know. We'll see, man. You know, I got... Uh, I got fucking season tickets. We'll, we'll figure it out. But okay, Miles, man, can you hit me with some of that new Lakey again? All right? Hit me with that Lakey Lake, and let's get into these food spots. All right, so we're back. Um, let me just give you guys a disclaimer real quick most of these spots ain't like secrets or nothing right i mean just just la og shit and there's, there's definitely some spots that a lot of you motherfuckers ain't really rock with there's people that are my age and live in the city all their life and really not checked out all these spots you know there's a lot of gems there's a lot of places i haven't seen um and uh you know ever since uh, i even opened my my mind to plant-based foods a lot of there's a lot of new joints you know um with yelp it's crazy but you have to understand 90 percent of the restaurants that i eat at that i've ate at for the last 20 or 30 years the yelp didn't exist so i don't really pay attention to whatever review says it says on yelp i have my own opinion i don't need i don't give a fuck if you had a bad experience there because some waitress didn't want to talk to whatever the fuck it may be if i fuck with the food you know i'm not necessarily always going to a place for ambiance you know what i'm saying i'll seek that out of somebody else you know, if I go eat with someone, you know, me and them are going to rock with a conversation. I don't give a fuck what else is going on in there. But most of these places I've frequented for, for decades, all right? And as much as I love an OG spot, I'm always down to check out a new spot if they got the juice, all right? So I can't name them all because it would just take fucking forever. This would be a four-hour episode. But what I want to do is I want to start out with my daily spots, like the spots that I eat casually at on a regular basis, like on a really just often. All right. And number one off the top is TOT. All right. TOT has been one of my favorite restaurants to eat at for at least 15 years. Okay. I can't tell you how many fucking times I have people hit me up when they see my Instagram stories and you see me eating Japanese food in LA. Just know it's a 99% chance I'm eating at TOT. All right. TOT is in Little Tokyo. They are the closest thing to an, an authentic Japanese cafe in America. Right. I've been to New York. I've been to all the places and everything you could think of. Um, even like Japantown in, in San Francisco. It's not like this spot is just it's 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 so chill, but it's all Japanese ran. That's important to me. I don't want to go to an official Mexican restaurant and see a bunch of Korean people in there. I'm not trying to go to a fucking soul food restaurant and see a bunch of Mexican people in there. They just keep it 100 in there. Um, all Japanese staff. 
and all the Japanese main chef is Japanese. I'm sure that you know they they have some Hispanic employees in there doing some other stuff, but I mean, you know, the main shit is 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 what it is. Um, they have the the most bomb donburi bowls that no place has a better donburi bowl. All right, there's a lot of spots that have good Japanese. This is really they just really have it the best. All right, their pepper steak um, bowl, uh, the spicy fried chicken. I used to take man. I, it's funny because this is before he was famous. But I used to take Rob Kardashian there all the time. He would just go fucking crazy for that spicy, spicy fried chicken uh, donburi bowl. Their unagi don is just fucking so goddamn good. It's all fire. All right, and when you get the the lunch special, the bowls, you get a salad and a miso soup, and their salad comes with this fucking dressing. It's like you know that Japanese ginger dressing is so goddamn bomb. You know, um, they got a little bit of sushi, and uh, their ramen is good. Um, it's official. It's legit, right? Their curry is very good. Um, sauce katsu. Oh my fucking god! The tonkatsu there. They have so many different kinds. They have the black, you know, pork tonkatsu and everything. Um, it's directly across the street from Riff, and that's why I spend so much time there as well. But if food wasn't so good, I wouldn't. I mean, I eat there a lot. Um, a little bit down the street from Tot is also a little Japanese cafe. Super official, real authentic Japanese style. Japanese cooks and everything. It's called Kuraku. Um, it's legit. It's been around for fucking 35, maybe 40 years. I don't know. It's been around since I was a kid. And the reason why I go to this place specifically is for their chahan. Now, chahan is the official Japanese style fried rice. It's just a different level. It's not Chinese fried. It's, not, it's a whole different level of fried rice. It's fucking so insanely good. I'll get two orders and uh, I'll eat one at Riff and I'll take another home. It's just fucking bomb as fuck um let's get to some different type of shit now on the american classic basic just clean good you know that hollywood lifestyle food um jones on third is i mean over 20 years probably i've been fucking with jones uh the basics simple very clean organic food um it's like gourmet basic you know just enough spice just enough seasoning Everything is just really clean and bomb. Coffee is dope as fuck too. They got a location in the valley now in Studio City that's fucking super packed. Might be more packed than uh than the Third Street location, the actual original joint. But shit is fucking off the chain. Um, California Chicken Cafe, CCC. This is my shit. All right, literally since 1994 when they first opened, I have been eating there for 25 years strong. And their rotisserie chicken is the best I've ever had on earth. Yes, I just said they have the best rotisserie chicken I ever had on earth. Their wraps are the best I ever had too. It was actually the first place I haven't even ate a wrap at. All right. And that was 25 years ago, you know. The chicken pasta that they have that you get with the wrap or you get with your, your chicken is so fucking good. People think there's crack inside of it because that the sauce, like the dressing or the, the it's just, just so delicious. All right. Um, no, you're always going to see cops there. So don't go there on some bullshit. Don't go out there fucking acting silly and stuff. Um, the Melrose location has terrible parking. It's the first spot. But I like the Valley location um, the best, parking-wise and, and everything. But it's in Encino, and Encino's fucking far as fuck. There's one in uh, Westwood, too. And I, I don't know where else they have one, but California Chick Cafe is just, it's just perfect. You know, you're talking about a... You're gonna get stupid full for thirteen dollars, and it's gonna fourteen dollars. This is excellent. You know, I remember I was going there when it was like seven bucks. Um, now to something a little bit more fancier, because I'm gonna just go back and forth. But La Scala in Beverly Hills. This is my favorite chill pop up at any given time, a time restaurant in L.A. Period. You know, it is in the heart of Beverly Hills. Their spaghetti bolognese is the best in the U.S.A. Period. Carbone, Cipriani, Dantana's, not Giorgio's. Not fucking anything else you could think of. Their bolognese can't touch this. You know what I mean? I've seen Michelin chefs go in there to get a bowl of shit, bolognese in there. You know, it's just crazy. They're actually famous for their chopped salads. You walk in there and you're going to see fucking like Reese Witherspoon. Just a bunch of Hollywood ass. Or like a bunch of Beverly Hills housewives and a lot of young people here and there. It's been around forever. Uh, they have this deep fried mozzarella that is from fucking heaven. It's just crazy. Um, I actually proposed to my wife. I proposed to Nicolette at La Scala because that's where we had our first date, like technically. Um, I just love that spot. Uh, um, Il Pasteo is about eight restaurants down. They have really good food too. I, I 
like the ambiance of El Pastel, it's like more like Hollywood, you know, like it's just more sceney. Um, and, uh, you know, you get to see your shit. Um, but they do have a truffle menu and their truffle ravioli, just their truffle risotto is delicious. It's incredible. And that's, that's in Beverly Hills as well. Um, on the whole other end of the spectrum, Squirrel, spelled S-Q-I-R-L, is a really amazing breakfast cafe in Silver Lake. It's one of the best. Super fucking hipster, but excellent chef. Great kitchen. Listen, just trust me and check it out. It's just fucking really good. Um, more Italian. Uh, Farfalla in Los Feliz is a dope Italian joint. It's not fancy. It's just it's just great vibes. Uh, really good pizza. They actually do delivery, but you can sit down there and have some wine and chill. You know, I've ran into to some major writers and producers in there. Their salmon farfalla is the shit. It's so fucking good. It's so money. Trust me. Uh, Baracoa. It's a Cuban restaurant in Atwater Village. It is right there in the heart of Atwater Village. It is fucking incredible. So, so good. Their menu is very small. Their Cuban food is just every single thing on the menu is bomb. From the fucking garlic shrimp to the, obviously the Cuban chicken, you know, the roasted garlic chicken. Um, they have a roast con pollo there. It's fucking so goddamn good. I actually like this place more than I like El Floridita or Versailles. But if you just there for a quick bite, Versailles is always legit. You know, there's there's several locations. And um, Versailles is good. It's just Baracoa, just a little more fucking, you know, a little more little funk in it um somewhat similar because i just i'm in love with caribbean food i just love it's one of my favorite things in the world we jamming is one of the last standing og jamaican restaurants left in la right in pico sort of in the area like just adjacent of where i grew up but it's where i grew up like i grew up in Koreatown, but like where i did my dirt and where i ran with my homies in the streets was right there in that pico district in that mid you know in the uh, mid city area um mid wilshire district the whole nine it's like super gentrified now but yeah, man, anything Jamaican in there is fire. The patties, you know, of course, you get some cola champagne, some ting. Um, <laughs> shout out to my boy Chet Hanks. Shaba Hanks. Um, all right, next, man. Uh, Monty's Burgers in Koreatown. Listen, Monty's has the best fucking burger in LA. I said, I said it. There it is, all right? It's fucking crazy that the entire spot is plant-based. It's all vegan. Their tater tots are fucking insane. Their milkshakes are the best. I can't even believe it. It's fucking vegan milkshakes and the best I ever had. Monty's Burgers. Check them out. They're in Koreatown. Um, burger Lords in Chinatown is really good. They have an amazing vegan burger as well. It's handmade. Uh, they usually run out by the time it's like midday. But, um, you know, uh, Monty's is, is, is really good. Also, uh, real quick, I'm not going to get too deep into it. Um, Oinkster in um, Eagle Rock is just one of my favorite spots. They just got so many different fucking good things to eat there. Their barbecue is really good. Um, surprisingly, owned by a vegan, <laughs> which is funny, but they have, you know, they just have really, really good fucking food there. They have like a burger week there. That's a big fucking deal. Lines down the fucking street. Um, continuing on with burgers, Golden State to me is a, probably one of the best burgers there is that that's not, not vegan, right? They have just one of the great, it's just, you know, it's like, they were on Fairfax, so I was like, fuck, I'm in Fairfax every day, this is before the block became hot, you know, this is when just Supreme was around, and, um, can't remember the fucking name of fucking, uh, that fresh jive fucking, um, spot, anyways, Golden State, to me, is better than Father's Office, all right, for a real beef burger, they have a great chicken sandwich, they have, their french fries are so fucking good, the Russian fry sauce is crazy, the ice cream is great, Golden State is just a perfect burger spot. It is just literally perfection. Um, I, I don't eat red meat, but it's just so, it's so fucking good. Also, the Apple Pan in West LA is legit as fuck. Been around forever. Um, I remember I remember leaving one time and President Clinton pulled up to eat there, and this is while he was in office. It's fucking crazy. Uh, right back at Fairfax again, you know John and Vinny's, of course. All their pasta is just fucking ridiculous. So delicious. So good. Even the desserts are del delicious. Um, and I don't even care about desserts at restaurants. I get so full off the food or off bread and everything else. I just never had time for desserts. Like if I go to a dessert spot, it's got to be hours later. Or it's got to be separate. But John and Vinny's is just super fucking good. Um, you know, I know you motherfuckers been hitting me up for crazy about Korean food. And uh, listen, 
I'm not going to get too deep, right? I'm not going to speak too much on all my trap Korean food spots because at the end of the day, I mean, I need my privacy. But let's start off with the best sundubu. The best sundubu, it, it ain't at BCD. Although BCD will do the job, Beverly sundubu on Olympic in the armpit of Koreatown is legit as fuck. Um, Goddamn, almost directly across the street where Olympic Burger is on Vermont and, and, and uh, Olympic, there's this fucking Chinese restaurant right there that is just, fuck, man. They have the best fucking jajangmyeon and best jjampong in, in, in LA. Uh, next to that is obviously the 24-hour Hodori. And Hodori, you already know. It's after every single... If you've ever been clubbing in Koreatown and didn't go to Hodori after the eat, I don't know who the fuck you are. But yeah, Hodori is just... um, It's not Panda Express. It's better than that. But for Korean food, it's, you know, plus it's 24 hours. You know, you, you can't really, can't beat that. Um, one of my favorite spots is this place, this place called Maranguksu on Western. It's legit. OG Korean cafe. Um, they have all the main dishes pretty much. They even have tonkatsu, which is Japanese, but it's fucking so fucking good. They're, it's just really, really good. Their kalkuksu is good. It's a basic-ass Korean menu, but it is real, authentic, home-style Korean food for amazing prices. The price of the food is really good. It's sometimes hit or miss. Sometimes really packed in there. If I ever pass, if I'm ever passing through and it's between 11 and 2 o'clock, I'm just going to pull over and I'm going to Maranguksu right there on Western and fucking, it's like I think Nice Street or something, but it's just, it's just fucking bomb and, and I, I love that spot. Um, downtown LA in the Intercontinental, which is now Los Angeles's highest sky rise um, on the 70th floor, I think it's 71 stories, but the 70th floor, they have a restaurant called Decadence, which um, I took Lakey there. I've taken you know a few people there. It has the most insane views of Los Angeles, obviously, just the most ridiculous. And you know, I love a view. But to also match their view, they have the best buffet and um, they have the best brunch, best brunch buffet, best lunch buffet. I don't even know if they're for dinner. I've never been there for dinner. But uh, Decadence is, is really good. Insane view. Insane fucking just vibes. Um, I can't imagine. I've never been on a Sunday brunch, but it's just, the food is really good. And uh, again, the view is what takes it. They got a really nice sushi restaurant in that place, but we'll get into sushi later because I'm real weird about sushi. Um, another spot with a rooftop place, nowhere near as high as the Waldorf Astoria in Beverly Hills. Uh, you know, it's just, again, vibes. You know, it, it's just, they got, they got, Good food. It's not excellent, but the vibes, the bar, you, you can't fuck with it. They got a vegan, you know, menu, the whole nine. Speaking of vegan food, brand new on the list. I mentioned it like I think uh two episodes ago. Nick's on Beverly, um, one of my oldest friends, one of my best friends in my life, Nick Adler. He has a spot called Nick's on Beverly. It is all plant-based, all vegan. It is fucking excellent food, the best plant-based food in all of America. Um also Gracias Madres on Melrose, right by Maxfield and Bape and John Ellie and all that shit. Excellent fucking vegan food. Um, Houston's, listen, man, if you want to talk about a just sit down, good restaurant to where they semi enforce the dress code, it's not a fancy spot. It's definitely not a casual spot. It is that right in between. It's like that, it's like that S550, you know, it's just versatile. Houston's is just fucking legit, man. Their prime rib sandwich is so fucking, their fucking ribs are incredible. Their spinach artichoke dip is the best, period. There's nothing fucking with it. They are the kings of it. Um, Houston's just fucking bomb. Even their sushi's fucking good there. And it's just, I just love that spot. It's so sad. They used to have like five locations. They only got one now in Pasadena. Um, speaking of prime ribs, I was talking about that. Obviously, Lori's prime rib is the best. It's just, they have the best prime rib in the fucking, in, in the world. Nothing can fuck with it. That's why they're so goddamn popular. Been going there since I was fucking five years old. Even when we were broke, my mom figured out some way to take us over there. And uh, I don't eat red meat, and so it's hard for me to eat there now. But food is fucking, you know, if that's what you like, it's just you're, you're going to get the best of the best. Um, on a super casual level uh, for tacos, Sky's Tacos, which is on Pico. It's right down the street from We Jammin'. Sky's Taco is really good. They got a lot of vegan options. They were the first place in LA to push like um, chili and sea bass tacos, uh, salmon tacos. They just really, they took it to a different level of, of alternative tacos. It, it's, it's really good. 
But if you're also in the area, you're right there, you know, on Pico and Hauser, Pico, Fairfax, people liberate right there. You know, obviously you gotta check out fucking the original Roscoe's. Um, Roscoe's is, is just, you know, it's a classic. Uh, but if you're in that area, hit up CJ's. This is super OG breakfast diner. Don't go to Norm's. Don't go to fucking IHOP. Don't ever go to Denny's, Norm's, or IHOP ever in your life ever again. But CJ's is super good. They don't just have regular breakfast. They even have like a Mexican breakfast. It's fucking bomb as fuck. Um, back to tacos. Listen, man. Tito's Tacos is the most overrated taco spot in, in Southern California. In fact, I don't even... Tito's is whatever, bro. That shit is so whatever. I'd rather go to fucking Benito's. Um... But King Taco will always be my all-time favorite. The East LA location, the OG San Pedro Street location in downtown LA. Um, they're just, um, they're fucking jalapeno cheese tamale. Obviously, the tacos are just, that's what they're famous for. The uh, the puro carne asada burrito is crazy. But when it came to just strictly carne asada, El Torino to me was better right in the, in, in the um, entrance of Koreatown, right on Hoover in uh, Olympia, south of Olympic. El Torino is just fucking insane and just so goddamn good. You can't even like, it's, you know, I mean, there's crazy spots all the way down in fucking Southgate and this down to third. It's just, I can't pinpoint those and they just ain't going to be spots I'm going to go to on a regular basis. Um, as far as pizza, hands down, Rio's in Pico Rivera and Rio's in Montebello has to be the best pizza I've ever had in L.A. There's nothing even close to Rio's. It's just the best pizza. I don't know what it is. It's got to be the piping, obviously. But Rio's is my favorite fucking pizza spot. Shout out to my boy Chewy Quintanar and uh, all the dudes at Deer, Deer's Eye Studio. I fucking wish I can get tattooed right now. I miss all those guys, man. Chewy and Eric and all them good-ass people. Um, on a weird different level, Tenren um, T-Spot. Tenren is in, a, is in Monterey Park. They have my favorite boba in LA, period. Um, they have actually some decent food. They have a kimchi bokenbap, which is kimchi fried, right? They're like... Food, the food's pretty decent there. It's 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 kind of surprising. Um, Dagny down the street a little bit is uh goddamn why the fuck am I Shinsengumi? Shinsengumi has the best fucking Japanese buffet. Like there's a lot of those Asian buffets. This this spot is definitely the legit. It's just legit. And um, anyways, going back to boba. Little Tokyo has um, a spot. I forgot what the fuck it's called. It might be called Brown something. It used to, they've changed the name twice. It's pretty good. But Ten Ren's better. They have a fucking the best mango green tea I've ever had in my fucking life. I used to buy it by the gallon. It's just so fucking far to go to Monterey Park now. Um, obviously, I got a nostalgic reason for Monterey Park. Um, if you're in Orange County, nothing is going to fuck with Seven Leaves. Period. Seven Leaves is just the best. Especially their fucking Sea Cream House Coffee is just insane. They just got it. They got it. They got the title. Period. Uh, when it comes to Shabu Shabu, the OG Shabu Shabu House in Little Tokyo has got to be my fucking shit. That's my favorite. I don't eat red meat. So I would think, you know, at this point, I'd probably go to Cali Shabu Shabu in Costa Mesa. They got the salmon Shabu Shabu is off the chain. Uh, I feel like the overall quality of Shabu is just not the same. I mean, I love it. I could eat Shabu all the time. It's so good. Um, Anjin in Costa Mesa will always have my heart. It's got one of the best Japanese barbecue spots in Southern California. Um, I used to eat there with Jonas twice a week, and um, it's good. But the OG Mampuku on Sautel is to me is a little better. And uh, it's not Yakinuku. It's, it's it's you know it's a different type of Korean. It's like almost like the Korean barbecue. It's weird, but everyone's starting to step their shit up. Mampuku on Sautel so fucking good. They're close. Um, Mampuku's seaweed salad is my favorite of all fucking time. Um, let's get into some few, just let's just get into some goat shit, like real for real goat shit, Los Angeles goat shit. Mario's Peruvian period is just flames. I've been going there for over 30 years, maybe 35 years or so. I've been going to Mario's little shitty ass space and usually the spots right in these little fucking strip malls are just the bet. Mario's Peruvian food is you will go in there and all you got to do is order a fucking lomo saltado. You could even order a fucking pollo saltado. But the lomo saltado, just that seasoning, everything is just, I can't even explain it to you. You can start out with the fucking jalea, with the fucking shrimp and that fucking, um, the, the calamari and all the fucking tomatoes and shit and the onions. They got that seasoning on that fish. Oh my God, it's just so good. Mario's one of my favorite spots. I've been going to forever. Um... 
speaking of uh well not even want to say hispanic what the fuck latin let's get into that latin vibe uh casa vega which i had on my stories the other day the combination play with the frijoles and, and queso and the and the roast and everything uh casa vega is one of my all-time favorite mexican restaurants in the world thank god they never sold the restaurant to kim kardashian um kardashians used to go there a lot this was a really popping spot in studio city just west of uh cold water right on on uh, ventura I used to go here with Dr. Dre all the fucking time. We used to go here so much. I used to see Bernie Mac in there all the time. You'll still catch a bunch of fucking people in there. And Casa Vega is just really, really fucking good. One of my favorite spots. Um, Don Antonio's in West LA is just so fucking good too. Same shit. Just great Mexican food. Real, you know, legit, real Mexican restaurant vibes. Don't go to El Compadre, man. El Compadre is just so trash. They've never been, it's disappointing. Especially when you go eat at Casa Vega or Don Antonio's, like you can't go to El Compadre. It's just so bad. It's El Compadre's is just that whole area is just fucking depressing. And you know, except for obviously my family at uh, Platinum Motorsport Collision Center and, and the Rental Center to my boy Sammy over there. Um, just a little bit uh, west in Santa Monica, on the same street on Pico where Dan, Don Antonio's is, is another Mexican restaurant called Lairs. Lairs is my shit. L A R E S. Is just fucking bomb as a motherfucker. They got really, really good Mexican food. Um, also, right there on Pico, there's a space, space called Totoraku. This is 100% the best Japanese barbecue. Japanese meat, Wagyu. In fact, it might have the best Wagyu in all of the country. And I'm being dead serious. Japanese style yakiniku. It is no motherfucking joke. And... I don't care who you are. You could be future. You could be, I think Drake might be able to get it, but it, it, they they would say no six times first. And then he'd have to go through just his agent. He'd get in there and it just would be, they just, they don't even fucking say yes to Steven Spielberg, right? It's hard to get a fucking reservation at Totoraku. It's no joke. Um, speaking about barbecue, I've always held back. You know, I've said it before here and there, right? Um, we took Anthony Bourdain there. Bourdain, rest in peace did a special on it when he did the creatine special. I'm sick as fuck that I literally had the flu. I was ill as shit. My boy Roy Choi and um, what's the fucking Korean fucking artist, man? God damn it. Fuck, man. Anyways, the fucking super famous fucking Korean artist that fucking owned Facebook stock and became a hundred fucking million. I fucking grew up in Koreatown. My boy, Korean dude, I forgot his name. I don't know why the fuck I'm drawing a blank. Anyways, they took... Bourdain is some of the dopest spots in Koreatown. You should watch that episode. And uh, my favorite Korean barbecue spot is Dong Il-jang. Dong Il-jang is just OG. Been around 40-something years. My mom's high school alumni has owned this spot. Um, it's funny because the owner of Dong Il-jang, Korean family, the owners, the 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 old mom and, you know, Ajishina Ajma, they uh, lived in the same condo as Kim Kardashian. So when I used to go to Kim's house all the time to go hang out and kick it with with, with fucking Reggie and go kick it with fucking uh, Rob, whatever. I'd see them and it was just a trip. Anyways, it's just a fucking random Forrest Gump story. But uh, Dong Jong is the best Korean barbecue in LA, period. Their fucking kalbi chim is the best in LA. And on top of that, anytime I've taken a Korean celebrity there from G-Dragon to fucking Doki to J-Park, anybody, that is their favorite spot. They can't get enough of it. Their um, roast gui, they have a... Um, um, a Wagyu Royce Gooey that is just so fucking good. It is incredible. At the end, after you eat it, you get a kimchi bokkeumbap. It is the best kimchi fried rice you've ever had in your fucking life, period. Um, shout out to my boy Roy. He is a uh, the, the owner's son. He runs a joint. It is just my favorite spot. Um, Quarters is good. Much more new school vibe. They have all that newer shit and everything, and it's cool. It's good. It just ain't Dong Jong and never will be. It there's no vibe at Dong Jong except you know OG Korean root service. You're gonna see a lot of Korean people. You know, I'm starting to see a lot more white people in the last like ten years or so. But you know, I just um, where I used to have my birthday parties a lot, um, almost every year with Jonas and everything was this place called Chosangalbi, and it's just more modern. Food is good. It's really good. Korean barbecue is official. Uh, on a hot day, you go there and get some naengmyeon. It's really good. Um, it's more acceptable to bring a guest there. Like it's, it's a little more. It's a, it's a nice, little, it's a nicer spot to like bring, you know, like clients or whatever. Dong Jong is more authentic, but they're both both legit. Dong Jong is just better. Cho Sun's good. What is most overrated, which everyone goes to, all the celebrities go to, and everything else, and it's just trash, is Parks. 
I don't fuck with parks. It's trash. Any Korean restaurant that got a publicist, you already know. I'm not fucking with you, period. Parks is the fucking, they're just bogus, period. I don't fuck with parks. They are just not my fucking thing. Parks is trash. So don't just stay away from parks. Don't even, don't even, you're, just, you're going to fucking unauthentic, um, fabricated Korean barbecue. Uh, the Chateau Marmont, if it came down to, and you know I love hotels. I love hotel restaurants. I would have to say there are two that stand out. The Polo Lounge forever will have my heart. You know, I don't order off the menu there. You're an amateur if you do. Uh, hard for me to go there because of the situations with um, the Dorchester group and with the Sultan of Buna. And I just, I don't want to speak too much on it. I just, Hotel Bel Air, um, there was a point in time where I loved their restaurant so much. The Peninsula, I go to the Peninsula more for ambience than I do for food. It's okay. Going to what I'm trying to say is the two hotels that actually have great fucking restaurants, the Chateau Marmont is just phenomenal, period. Food is always good there. The burger's insane. The spaghetti bolognese is probably one of the best as well. Very good. Their breakfast, their lunch, their dinner. Dinner, good luck trying to get a fucking reservation there. It's, it's no joke. You got to be somebody. Um, Sunset Tower Hotel is fucking great too so fucking good their restaurant is phenomenal and again you might have thought that somebody fucking hit you in the fucking face because you're gonna see nothing but stars in there it's crazy uh giorgio baldi giorgio's is right there in the cusp of like the palisades malibu borderline giorgio's is probably the best italian restaurant in los angeles hands down they are just the they it is no joke um Medeo's is good but Giorgio's is just, it's just so fucking good. Giorgio's really, really bomb. Medeo's is cool. I, you know, I only mentioned because everyone else talks about it. Um, Giorgio's just fucking great, man. I remember fucking just some great dinners there with uh, random as fuck. Had dinner with fucking Jay-Z and Beyonce there. And it was just random as hell. Uh, we go to dim sum. It's just too much to fucking list. And I can't go into that. It's another thing with Monterey Park and uh, San Gabriel Valley. It's just too much. But I will give a shout to Mr. Chow's. No matter how fucking popular they get, no matter what the fuck you do, Nothing is going to ever touch that chicken satay. There's nothing ever that will touch that chicken satay. Everything else is really good, especially the vegetables. Incredible. Shout out to China Chow. She's one of my oldest friends. I lived with her. We're fucking homies. She taught me everything about art. Her mom was Andy Warhol, Keith Haring, and Jean-Michel Basquiat's best friend. Yes, her mom was their best motherfucking friends. BFFs, billions of dollars of arts. That has been passed through her family. It's just crazy. On top of that, Chow's is just legendary. That chicken satay. Shout out to my boy Upscale Vandal because he's the only motherfucker I know could even come close to me on the satay. Um, don't you ever disrespect yourself and go to fucking Philippe Chow. I don't even know if they're still open, but shit is trash. Uh, steakhouses. Um, you know, Mastro's is cool. Cut is cool. It's really not my thing, you know, especially when, and I know it's not Los Angeles, but you got SW in Vegas and it's just like, I remember taking people there and just like, you know, my boy, Paul Blue Whiskey, who's one of my best friends, he's Kai's godfather. You know, it's hard to impress him because he thinks he's been to so many places from his other friends and he's, you know, somewhat of a nouveau millionaire and he gets to eat a lot. Of, he doesn't really care. He's, me and him are always fighting for a bill and whatever. And I remember for his bachelor party, I said, listen, dog, just shut the fuck up. Let me take you to some places to go eat. And then he had the Wagyu and the prime rib. I mean, I mean the ribeye at SW. He's like, yeah, this is the best steak I've ever had in my life. And I was like, thank you. So trust me when I talk about steakhouses. My favorite steakhouse in LA has to be LA Prime. This is one of my secret spots that I never want to fucking ever mention publicly, ever. I never want to mention this place because it means so much to me. I've had private dinners there with fucking Dr. Dre. I've had my birthday party there a few times. We're out this one room. It is on the top of my favorite nostalgic Los Angeles hotel in the world. My favorite hotel in the world is the Bonaventure Hotel. It is a West End. It's a basic hotel, but this place meant everything to me. They filmed videos there. Just the fucking, they've had so many movies were there, True Lies. So many fucking movies were filmed at this hotel. I have a special place in my heart for this hotel. I love this fucking hotel. Um, the Bonaventure on the top floor has a skyline 360 degree view of los angeles and right underneath it is a rotating 360 degree it rotates the bar rotates a bar with great snacks like chicken wings like that a full bar 
It is not like some super hip, you know, fucking cool guy, celebrity shit. It is just my shit. In fact, I just love that fucking place. I love LA Prime. That is one of my favorite places. It's one of the last places that me and Q ate together. Again, the view, everything is just fucking dope. Um, honorable mention, Taylor Steakhouse has been around since I was a fucking little fucking kid too, right in my hood, right up the street from where I grew up in my life, um, on 8th Street, right in the heart of Koreatown. Um, on some fancy shit, if you, or you know what, I'm sorry, let me get back. The Langham Hotel in uh, Pasadena is one of the nicest five-star hotels in Los Angeles, one of the best secret gems. Their cafe there is definitely also one of my favorite places to eat, but they have a steakhouse in there called Royce, and it is fucking official. It is no joke. Spot is dope as a motherfucker. Got great fucking food. Um, Providence is the only two Michelin star restaurant in, I think, Southern California, period. Uh, obviously, the Bay Area is where all the you know Michelin star restaurants are. Providence is good. It is expensive as shit. It is hard to get a reservation, but it's a legit spot. It's worth mentioning, you know, to, to my ballers that listen to this show. Uh, Urasara, amazing. Um, now we're going to get into a few sushi spots that I want to talk about, and then we're just going to stop because it, I can go on forever and ever, but you guys got a really big chunk. Like, I, I would be close to broke. You know what I mean? You guys are pretty much bankrupting me of, of my spots for food. When it comes to sushi, I started late, really late. When I say late, I started eating sushi in like 2000, all right? Didn't fuck with it early on. My mom was onto it early. My sister, everyone else, you know, it was exotic type food. It wasn't accepted like it is now. There's a lot of shitty sushi. You don't want to eat bad seafood. You already know that. Once I got exposed to, you know, like I went to Jiro in, uh, in Tokyo, and it's not the best sushi I've had. It's not even close. All right, um, Mitch's in Hawaii is is fucking insane. There's so many fucking places that are so good in Japan that it's not even it's not even funny, right? But we're talking about Los Angeles, all right? The original Nozawa that doesn't exist anymore. Nozawa is the man who created Sugarfish. The original Nozawa in Studio City was fucking so good. It's hard to fucking the original Katsuya, which is still in Studio City. It's you got SPE who fucking licensed out the name and started Katsuya. And it's just like, come on, bro, I'm not going to Katsuya. Like, get the fuck out of here. We're going to real Katsuya on Ventura and fucking Colfax, you know. But Nozawa started, um, the restaurant's called Nozawa, and it was just fucking phenomenal. And then he started Sugarfish. And Sugarfish is really good. It's still really good. It's just, that's like my, my minimal. All right, so we're going to get into the real sushi. All right. First of all, N space Naka is just insane, okay? They are not fucking around. And Naka in West LA is one of the fucking best sushi restaurants in all of LA. Good luck trying to get a, re a reservation. It's very tough. It is no joke. Nozawa Bar, which is obviously going back to Nozawa, the original founder of Sugarfish. Nozawa Bar has like two seatings a fucking night. Again, good luck getting a fucking, John Mayer's not getting a fucking reservation there. I love you, John, if you heard this, no offense. It is like real fucking tough. Got there. My mom had a plug. Um, Nozawa Bar is fucking insane. Again, though, I'm not a big fan of omakase, but, you know, I like to order what I order. But N Naka um, Nozawa Bar, unfucking believable. Sushi Zo, they have one in downtown LA, have one in West LA. In fucking credible. One spot that is really good is Asanebo on Ventura Boulevard. Last time I was in there, in the same fucking night, I saw fucking George Clooney, and then 10 minutes later, I saw fucking Joaquin Phoenix, and you just, they're just there, just eating like it ain't shit, um, Asanebo is just so fucking good, that's why it's hard for me to talk about sushi with the people, because it's like, dog, if you don't know about them spots, it's just like, come on, man, these spots don't have fucking a uh, spicy tuna roll, <laughs> you know, there's no rolls at these places, you, do, you ask that, you're going to be escorted out of the restaurant, they're going to escort you off the property all right so anyways that is my gist of just great fucking places that i love along with some goat spots um let's get into some music some lakey so excited about him just sending me new beats right now 
yet and we'll be back in a minute to finish this episode finish up this episode but you know what i got so much on my mind right now and it's like i love going solo on that ass you know um we got a guest this weekend uh it's one of those weird times we do a weekend wrap up with the guests but uh going to san francisco i'm actually headed there right now um let's talk about the oscars real quick man you know um i kind of lost faith in the grammys and and i kind of like you know i've been holding on to the oscars for a little while now it's kind of like you know what it's just Cannes Film Festival. It's just, I can't respect that much anymore. Um, this year I was lacking. I need to watch more of these movies, um, especially because some of these things are fucking, on, you know, they're readily available on stream, on Netflix and things and stuff. And it's just like, I will say this, man. I've been actively a huge fan of Korean cinema. I've blogged about it, I've been talking about it for 20 years. And Korean cinema has been their movie making has been excellent since the early 2000s, all right? You already know. One of my favorite movies in history is Chingu. There's not a bet. I've watched that motherfucking movie so many times. You know, it's just, if you're Korean, it hits different. It hits 70 million percent different if you're Korean. But, you know, I've just been fucking following Korean cinema more than anybody. I don't want to give a fuck. Listen, dog. For those of you who don't understand this, never forget this, okay? A few things. We talk about sports. What the fuck? Me stick to me. I know more about sports than I do about jewelry. I'm the biggest jeweler in the fucking world. So what does that say if I'm telling you? I know more. I've, I played football. I got a scholarship. I had a division one. I was clowning motherfuckers. And I was Asian. I couldn't imagine if I had better genetics, okay? But I got my degree in cinematography, okay? Like, I understand filmmaking, you know, made a movie before. I, I get it. So with all that said, I got to support my people, okay? Korean people. But Parasite was okay. On a strong one to 10, I might give it a six and a half. You know, it wasn't as fucking good as these fucking people are making it out to be. Listen, old boy blows that shit the fuck away. I don't know if a movie out of Korea has been made as well as Old Boy with the story, acting, everything across the fucking board is phenomenal. Shit, fucking Teguki cinematography-wise and just the whole pain and just how Koreans want to take pain out of you and emotion. Teguki was fucking incredible, all right? But the story about Parasite was, it's, it was, it was cool. You know, it was interesting. It wasn't as crazy as Korean movies can get. But you know what? Good for Koreans regardless you know, um, if it wins, cool, you know, whatever, the Joker was good, and, and, and um, Wedding Story and all these other things, Irishman was good, but, you know, obviously, a lot of people had an issue with the CGI, and um, I still liked it, whatever. Uh, I'm watching this Aaron Hernandez uh, documentary on Netflix right now, and it's high-key fucking me up. I'll be back on the weekend wrap-up to get more into it, into detail, because that shit is fucking crazy. Um, so I'm trolling Twitter. Oh, I'm strolling Twitter yesterday, and I saw that Ja Rule is pushing tax refunds, and it's like he's wondering why he gets so much hate. And he's like, "Man, you guys don't even know. I live my. You guys wish you could live the life I live in this and that." And it's like, "Listen, man, you can't be that fucking thick in the head, bro. Ja Rule, you cannot be that stupid. Okay, I know you've had hits, bro. I was a DJ. I had to play your songs in the club. You know, I didn't love them." You know, but they were hits, you know, and I get it. But today, as it's standing, you could save 20 million starving kids in several third world countries. 20 million kids you saved. You could save 20 million animals, okay? And Ja Rule, people will still think you're a douchebag. Do you know how fucked up that is? That's, that's just how much you suck. That's just literally period. That's just what it is. 
I'm done with that one. Um, know this. I hate to spit about gossip on this podcast regardless, okay? If I ever sped out information or anything, it was never gossip or anything, and I was never trying to like be just fucking throw a rumor. It's just not my thing, okay? Now, when it gets to celebrities or basketball, especially in sports, I don't give a fuck if you're a decent dad and you play in the NBA for my favorite team. You know what? You're supposed to be a great dad with or without money, without fame or whatever the fuck it is, okay? You don't bring a kid into the world if you can't handle it. This is why I waited so long, okay? And some people don't have that choice, you know? I was extremely patient and I was extremely blessed, okay, to, to find such a great woman, you know, and have kids with. I was patient and it's still tough, all right? The way that fucking Antonio Brown AB is handling the situation with his fucking baby moms, like, bro, you did that in front of your kids, dog. I don't give a fuck if you hate that woman. Like, you can't do that shit in front of your kids, man. But just back to, you know, the, these athletes and celebs, I don't want to hear about, like, their lives other than outside their craft. I just personally don't. You know, if I hear about them dating someone cool, okay, it's out there, whatever, boom, you know. But, like, I like someone for their skill, you know, whether it be their thespian skill or their, you know, their their athletic ability, you know. And it's like, okay, well, the exception of the rule, we outed R. Kelly, right? And and allegedly Michael Jackson, you know, all these other things. I just, it's tough. I, I don't know, man, you know. But the R. Kelly thing, you know, could say, okay, listen, he's a piece of shit. True. But, you know, honestly, I loved R. Kelly's music. You know, I want to enjoy his talent as a singer and songwriter. It's fucked up. You know, I just don't want to know about somebody's personal life, you know. I, I just, I really don't want to know anything about their life other than their gifted talent unless they're out there committing murder, you know, and, and rape. And in the case of R. Kelly, I guess it had to be out there. But like in less extreme matters, we don't need to hear gossip in a music blog about a musician. I don't need to. I don't want to hear gossip about a fucking sports dude on a sports blog. Let's just fucking keep it about sports, Okay. If a person got married, okay, I get it. They bring up, oh, fucking, you know, uh, um, Russell Wilson got married to Sierra. Okay, cool. But I, you know, like, I don't want to know anything else about his life, man. I know he's a decent dude. And he's always a good dude. But it's like nothing about that shit got nothing to do with their craft or skill in that particular field. What is their fuck skills got to do with their fucking how many touchdowns they can throw? You know what I mean? So I'm just not going to get into that in my podcast, okay? Um, earlier, I went on my live and I asked people, if I were to drive Uber, you know, in Los Angeles or New York, would you book me for a ride? Like, no joke. If you uh, saw a black Chrysler Pacifica, you ordered an Uber XL and you saw a black Chrysler Pacifica and driver says, Ben B, you saw my picture. Like, would you trip? You know, just curious. I say this because, you know, someone caught Young Jock, you know, they videotaped him driving Uber. And he says some real shit about, you know, it happening, and you know, everyone talking about, oh, he must be broke, whatever, blah, blah, but he broke down some real talk. Miles, man, Miles, can you do me a favor, man? Can you pull up a little bit of that clip where he's talking about people being too prideful and all that? Miles, hit me with that soundbite, please. So I'm a part of this, um, this organization, been around for 25 years, big brother, big sister. And a lot of times when we're talking to these kids and the youth, you got to lead by example. And sometimes, like, you have to show people you're not too big you know what I'm saying? You have to show them what humility is and you're not too big to, you know, do the right thing by making an honest living. And I think a lot of times that's why our kids and even adults go astray because they're too ashamed and too prideful, man, to do something. It was one of those things where you know how you just be, you, you, you start challenging yourself to do something you ain't never did before. So it's kind of like a bucket list thing. But I mean, for anybody who really wants to do this, I think it's a dope idea. I mean, I'm, look, I'm doing it right now. Anyways, like I said, this ain't TMZ. This is behind the baller. We ain't breaking no scandals. We're not dropping tea here. You know, but I get so many questions about other rappers, you know, their lives, what I know about them, or even rappers' jewelry, or clients and friends of mine, like, etc. Listen, it's cool if Drake wants to work with fucking other jewelers like Jason the Beverly Hills, who's a friend of mine. I'm not paying Drake. Like, if he had an insane idea to do a, a, a to change the game and like do something crazy, yeah, man, I'd be like, yo, man, let's get this pushing. But at the same time, like, you know, like I'm about that paper, man. You gotta break me off with bread, you know. And Drake's not Drake breaking bread off right now. I'm gonna tell you that right now. In jewelry, 
Drake is not breaking paper off when it when it comes to, to jewelry. It's just like, you know, and I'm not there hating or anything. Drake is my fucking guy, period. But to be honest, unless something just fucks me up really bad, and 10 times a 10, I'm just not going to speak on other jewelry, you know? Um, even Damien Hurst's fucking big skull, it's like, okay, cool, it's impressive, but it's like not fucking me up, you know? There's a, I've seen better things out of my boy Flawless and like, and like Sir Jewelry and people like that. I just, I just, I just can't even, I don't know, man. But you know what? Speaking of which, my first piece of jewelry for 2020 is coming in less than two weeks. Stay tuned. Yes, it's for Cuddy. You know I'm not fucking around. Back to jewelry. Um, and back to the Oscars. Uncut Gems got snubbed by the Oscars. And, eh. You know, I fuck with the Safdie brothers and there's my dogs, you know. And I, I see why it may have, you know. But at, at the same time, Adam, I don't know, man. You know, Adam really did his fucking thing. He wasn't, he wasn't anywhere near that life. That's not anything like him. He really played a scumbag, Jewish, fucking degenerate gambler, jeweler. And Adam did his thing. It's just crazy. You're like, even if I didn't work with them, I would have been like, I'd have told you straight up, you know? And I can't hate on the jewelers in the movie. I don't give a fuck if Trax was in there, whatever. He did himself. He's not a professional actor. You can tell he's not, okay? Flawless even, love him to death and whatever. You know what? He was cool. He did his thing. You know, you couldn't have too many. You know, they had to limit it. You know, it's just, you know when you're a professional actor and when you're not, okay? Um, and again, I've, I had two scenes in, in Uncut Gems that were in the original script. They're cut out because... uh. I was supposed to be in a scene with The weekend, sitting with him, and then Adam Sandler pulls up to me at the club. The club was supposed to be in Las Vegas, but you know what? It actually made much more sense that it was in New York City. It made much more sense that it was One Oak. It just made more sense to the, to the throwback of 2012. In fact, Josh Safdie, the director, said when he was really getting deep into studying that era of that year, he saw me on 47th Street. So it's crazy. Um, anyways, by the way, I was thinking about getting a, a legal correspondent for the podcast just because, you know, um, for the show, you know, and they would discuss legal matters because, you know what, knowing the law can help you avoid getting not only into trouble, but it could help you from just getting fucked and it could save you some money, you know, so I was just thinking about doing that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, it may happen. Hopefully in the next 60 days, we'll see. Uh Something that irks me like a motherfucker. People keep tagging me in pics of jewelry I didn't make. And it's just stupid. A small chance. Stop tagging me, man. People tag me in other shit. A lot of people tag me in their fucking dog um, kennels. Like like these uh, Frenchies and bulldogs. Like, bro, I don't want a dog. You know? I mean, I wouldn't mind getting a French bulldog once, you know, my kids can actually get a dog and everything. They've been begging for one. But it's like, I know the dogs cost four grand. But, bro, uh, my promo costs more than that. You know what I'm saying? You got to break me off 25, 45 bands for IG post. You know, and that's real talk, by the way. Um, stop tagging me, man. Sometimes I just, I, you know, I get, you know, some of the kids that are funny. They're in high school. Like, yo, Ben Ball, I did, you know, it broke me off the chain. Boom. And it's cool if you're in high school. But I'm talking about there's guys who do it constantly. They're in their 20s and 30s. Just like, bro, why? No, I didn't make your fucking chain. Um, by the way, I am on my third night of using the fucking Echelon bike. This is just straight up for real, all right? I went 21 minutes on the second night. I went 15 minutes the first night. Um, last night, I did uh, another 20 minutes with the interactive, um, like just, it was like riding around DC with the virtual tour. I feel so good about being on that fucking bike. I, I just can't even, I can't thank him enough. I, it's fucking shout out to Echelon. Um, you guys already know. Promo code um, echelon.fit forward slash baller is just fucking, is just a, what a great bike. Uh, another um, shout out to some family of mine. Uh, my family, Annie and Jimmy, opened up a new med spa. So, all you guys in the LA area who want to spoil your girlfriend or your wife or your fucking side chick, Mr. Swear the fuck you got, or you girls out there who do listen to Behind the Baller, you're in the LA area, listen. The new dope med spa to go to is Vivant or Vivant Aesthetics. Vivant Aesthetics. It's on 7472 Melrose Avenue, all right, Los Angeles, California, 90046. It's right by Platinum Motorsport. Again, V-I-V-A-N-T, V-I-V-A-N-T Aesthetics. I'm sure they're on Instagram too. Um, I'm going to pop up in there. Uh, I already went in there. They got a, I got a facial 
clean my shit up, suck all the blackheads out and all my shit fucking made me feel younger, have my skin feeling clean. Um, there's like this scrub that I'm about to do so I can get my fucking just, I need to get the fucking like the real, I mean the real shit where they fucking, you're dead skin. You think you're clean, you use a fucking loofah and all that shit. I'm talking about where they fucking scrape all that fucking, if you're Korean, you know what that is, right? They take the that right off of you and just fucking just, all that skin is just, you fucking feel clean. But um, I might fuck around and try Kybella. You know, to melt all the fucking fat on my neck away. I'm not capping at all. I'm being dead ass serious. Um, their nurse is super official. She does it all. Obviously, the fucking Botox and the fucking, the, you know, the um, lip fillers, all the fillers, period. Check them out. Vivant Aesthetics. Um, your girl will love you. And congratulations to uh, Annie and Jimmy. Shit's dope. I'm going to actually throw some pictures up soon. Figure that out. Listen, man. Okay, y'all. That is it for this episode. Yo, I'm telling you, this episode is gold. You will come back. It's archived forever. You know, have fucking all the bomb spots to eat at and spots you could just eat at forever and ever and ever. So because I blessed you with that gift, bless me with the gift. Tell your homies to tell their homies to subscribe to the Behind the Baller podcast. And remember, you can win shit on this podcast. You listen, okay? I'm going to get back to give, doing giveaways, cash giveaways, Laker tickets, um, fuck it, I'll do a ticket in your local area, whatever. Understand that nobody has a podcast like Behind the Baller. This is professional podcasting. The Dust Brothers produce this show and make it sound hi-fi. We got the best sounding show just out there, period. All right, guys, thank you so much. I'm in the Bay Area until Monday. Fuck the Niners. I hope the motherfucking Packers beat them. We out, y'all.